Hey, I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Ready for the Metaverse, a podcast about the future of the internet, where we talk with experts from the tech industry about the metaverse and what's to come with it. The show is brought to you by Ready Player Me, a cross-game 3D avatar platform for the metaverse used by over 1,000 companies, including VRChat, Warner Bros., Dior, and more. To learn more about it, go to readyplayer.me. Today with me, I have Dylan Schach, who is a co-founder and CEO of YUR, a fitness tracking tool for VR games. Dylan, first of all, it's great to have you on the podcast. And let me already ask you first question. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit more about yourself and your journey when it comes to working with VR? Yeah, absolutely. Um, historically, I'm a programmer of lighting and, and sound. Uh, since I was about 13 years old, I took a lot of interest in sort of how programming could interface with art and really got my start focusing on Java applets that mimicked Microsoft Paint. Um, and then taking that interest further, I had a, pr a pretty longstanding relationship with video games, right? So growing up, I played the GameCube, Xbox, uh, PSP. And that was that was always a way for me to break the ice with friends and, and just kind of like enjoy my time away from academics, athletics, etc. And for the longest time, my interest was in digital health. Uh, you know, most of my family is in the healthcare field. And so with my aptitude for programming, I just wanted to be able to make an impact in digital health, um, but with my own unique expression and, and personal gifts and, and talents. So for the longest period of time, I really was a software engineer and got my start in the digital healthcare space uh, with synthetic data generation for electronic health pa patient records um, or interoperability of data. Um, among different points of points of software in the healthcare space. But as you might imagine, um, you know, around 2015, I started to see Vuforia and sort of early implementations of image targets and augmented reality from things like an iPad. And I can tell you that that, that and virtual reality with my technical background clicked uh, for me very early on. Uh, and, it, you know, it just seemed like a very appealing space for me to spend my time uh, but I didn't abandon my interest in digital health. Like a lot of my first explorations into using this this nascent technology was um, in in different domains of health. So like my one of my first projects was um, uh, basically a simulator on the Samsung Gear VR of diabetic retinopathy, uh, which would progressively sort of augment blotches on your vision through pass through. Um, and uh, you know that that won some investment from now one of our investors, Tipitat. Um, in, in sort of a hackathon. And then I, as I kind of continued to build, I was like, this is interesting. But uh, as it stands now, these are more education tools and really lightweight. And I don't really see, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, a business case for this. So I focus quite a bit on sort of connecting up personal work experiences um, with, you know, seeing different facets of the virtual reality industry and eventually moved into a, a startup that was focused specifically on live events uh, in, in Game Engine uh, that had to be built specifically around sports. So this company was called Virtually Live and effectively connects all of these disparate sources of data around a live sporting event and streams those into one recreated instance of that virtual, um, uh, of that actual event happening in real time, but in a virtual environment in Unity. Um, so you can kind of think of it like NBA 2K, but all of the data from the players is streaming from a real match. 
and that was really exciting because I got to see. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that was really exciting because I got to see in so many different geographies that people, you know, from different backgrounds would have the same sort of uh, sense of delight when they put the headset on for the first time because it effectively is one of these uh, experiences that's unlike many other uh, many other technologies where you where you really have a, a sense that you're trying something brand new. And ultimately, uh, after doing that, I, I continued to develop use cases uh, as a software engineer um, across many different tech stacks that were being built for AR and VR, whether it's AR Core or AR Kit um, to things like the HoloLens and, and MRTK. Um, and then historically, I've just been very interested in fitness. So in short, I guess the long story short is that it's just a meeting of two longstanding interests of mine at this point. Um, uh, namely fitness and gaming, right? And so as you can imagine, it's just kind of like a personal, uh, you know, wonderland in terms of, of passions and intersections of interest. Yeah, I mean, there's also so many things happening in that uh, kind of like industry or like part of the technology uh, industry rather, especially like when it comes to hardware. I mean, you mentioned very different use cases than ones that we are used to. Like most people are used to having an Apple Watch or like a Fitbit. And you mentioned using Gear VR as a medical uh, or like wellness device. So that's very interesting. And I guess that's how you actually got into why you are. Like that's what um, made you start the company. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I think the expression of my interests was really clear. I think what wasn't clear, as you imagine, was the initial path to getting an MVP, um, minimum viable product for something akin to what we do. And, and it might be helpful for me to sort of elaborate on what it is that you're uh, or why you are does um, and, and, and kind of going back, taking a step back. When in late 2018, we started to see clear expressions of people losing weight in VR, um, there, was a, there was a white space around telling somebody while in VR um, through an interface, like, you know, uh, highly motivating real-time information about their calorie burn, their heart rate, um, and being that Beat Saber was far and away the number one game, it just sounded like an appealing thing to do to start with a mod. And so, you know, at the time, uh, Six and I would meet, uh, my co-founder and I would meet for coffee and discuss the potential for building something that was, you know, accurate and precise, but based totally on movement data alone. So you're not wearing an ECG monitor like a Fitbit or a Polar or, or Apple Watch. Just just based on some some information about your biometrics, and then the movement data, could we express that in a clear way? And and of course we were able to. And you know I worked on the first iOS app uh, connection bridge to HealthKit from this Beat Saber mod. And effectively, uh, what, to my to my understanding, it was like the first time that workout data was ever shuttled from VR to Apple Health. Um, and, and, and that was kind of the beginning of something special, um, where you could only see on the mobile app sort of workouts in Beat Saber, but it was telling you, you know, like this session length was X number of minutes and you burned X number of calories. And then over time that, that kind of proved out to, to garner uh, hundreds of thousands of, of installations on that game, um, and led to some of the, the sort of the clarity that we have on our products now. 
Yeah, and I think that you're also feeling a gap here that Oculus itself is not. I mean, they have a app that allows you to track workouts, etc., but doesn't really connect to any of the services that you might be using outside of that. So I think what you're doing right now is amazing. And it we definitely, like people who are into fitness in VR, definitely need this kind of solutions. Um, can you say how many apps and games you currently support? Uh, or um, And also what kind of steps developers need to take to uh, add support for why you are in their apps? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we currently support over 9,000 unique games and applications on, on virtual reality hardware. And in the last 30 days alone, over 1,300 games uh, actually have unique games have been clocked on our system. Um, developers can integrate our SDK directly into their game using major game engines like Unreal and Unity and effectively climbing the ranks or sort of going up in levels and that real-time information allows in individuals to come back to, to those applications for reasons other than just like the game being fun, um, which is something that, uh, you know, over 10 of the best developers in my experience um, have, have realized and integrated it uh, into their game. I'll just share an anecdote from one, one such game, which is Racket NX. Uh, Racket NX is built by One Hamsa, the Israeli-based game studio and it effectively combines racket sports like tennis with uh, kind of like a sort of puzzle game where you're hitting a ball against the environment. Um, and effectively they built your tracking right into the hilt of the racket. Uh, so when you look down at your racket, uh, all of your real-time fitness stats are right there. And the steps that are needed to, to add this to your game uh, are intentionally very lightweight. Um, so, you know, you, you come on over to either the Unity Asset Store or the Unreal Engine plugin market, and uh, it's a few clicks from there, and we have documentation in a developer Discord that's um, growing quite steadily. Yeah, this sounds really good. I think um, you have really good support when it comes to developer community, and yeah, it seems very simple to integrate if you were able to uh, get over 9,000 developers to uh, offer the support. So this is extremely exciting. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think is going to be the future when it comes to fitness and VR? Um, of course, metaverse is the number one topic uh, on media right now. And I'm very curious to hear what are your thoughts when it comes to how fitness is going to play uh, in the metaverse in the future? Yeah, I mean, the vision from, uh, from our perspective since day one has been to make fitness a game. and I think to make fitness a game, it keys in on one of the more unique aspects of VR for fitness, which is it answers a question about fun and like, is it, is it actually fun to do versus is it something that you need further sort of dopaminergic adaptation to uh, in order to find it or perceive it fun. And, and what I mean by that is uh, I think that some of us are fortunate to, to become adapted to pretty strenuous exercise in a traditional context, whether that's lifting weights or endurance running. Um, but it, it takes certain adaptation and, and many athletes know that, right? I think what's interesting and potentially like the neurobiological side of it that's un underexplored um, is that um, with virtual reality effectively guiding you through an experience through your optical senses and other senses, um, you can get embodied fun games that like actually have some general movement benefit for you. 
whether that's sailing or golf or basketball or language learning or dancing with someone uh, or just hanging out with someone. Um, at YUR, we have some perplexing data to suggest that people will stay in these spaces for extraordinarily long times. And it's not necessarily that these are, you know, spaces that you're exercising vigorously in, um, you know, at, almost as a result of you being in the headset for so long and kind of, um, you know, even doing some of these ambient activities, there is fitness value, but there's a trade-off there, um, especially when you think about hormetic benefit um, and, and sort of what is the more, um, the more effectual way of getting fit. So one of the things that I think that it's important to underscore is that, you know, VR fitness is heading towards more fu full body interaction. So before, before we only had, you know, he headset and hand control or um, uh, tracking. And, and now obviously we're moving towards like literal hand, hand tracking with like, you know, um, you know, fingers being, being able to art, being uh, articulated really well in, in virtual spaces, but still the refresh rate on hand tracking is, is slower than what you might expect for anything more than a puzzle game. Um, so just listening to sort of the, this sort of CTO level um, developers and, and sort of hardware manufacturers uh, and, and personnel there and the heads of ecosystems, I think check back with us in six to eight months. And I think that you'll see that a lot of the, the software and firmware updates that are coming out to these VR headsets are actually prioritizing uh, speed of movement, obviously. Um, so like how fast can I move and, and still maintain my tracking uh, from first principles, but then also, um, you know, uh, an increasing amount of content around, around uh, fitness specifically. And, and so typically these experiences have some form of music, they have some form of target, um, and then there's usually a few different modes, right? And so I, I think you, sh you should definitely uh, consider watching this space, especially with with uh, quality that you've seen from FitXR, Supernatural, among others, uh, that, that display like more of an overt fitness focus. But I think from our perspective, our perspective at YUR, like I mentioned before, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be heavily fitness focused for it to be a good use of your time. Um, what I like so much and what I find is an equalizing um, opportunity here from the standpoint of why uh, VR for fitness uh, poses a unique benefit is that it, it, I think, I think it will reach people who don't have the same level of motivation and drive towards taking a fitness class or going to a more traditional methodology for getting their fitness in. And I think these are the folks that really need the help the most. And these are the kind of kinds of people that at YUR we're trying to build community around. And then I guess like the final thing I would say is obviously the standalone form factor and, and that continuing shift uh, towards things uh, like the hardware getting smaller will remain in view, but I do I do believe that that is a a long path, um, and and what we need to have happen is that the software and hardware, uh, you know, availability increases, decreases in price occur, and then increase in access and increased consumers will follow, um, and and hopefully um, with things like the Vive Air uh, being teased, like we will also see um, sort of hybrid model headsets that achieve some trade-off between, you know, uh, among the different factors uh, and, and making it more comfortable to work out in these devices. Yeah, uh, I, I also agree with that. And I'm really curious where the hardware is going. And yeah, as you just mentioned, like Vive Air is a very interesting concept that HTC teased. 
Um, but yeah, as you also mentioned before, uh, I think the hardware for hand tracking and such, but that's also going to change a lot. And like for me personally, the most, um, like the most exhausting experiences I had in VR were never like these fitness focused games, not even Beat Saber. Really? Yeah. It was uh, the Star Wars. So it was the Star Wars dojo uh, mode in one of the Star Wars games on VR. I forgot which one it was. Uh, Got it. But that gives you a really good workout, like full body workout. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's like the the perplexing, uh, the perplexing, but oftentimes true example of a of a paradox here, where it's it's not necessarily that you're classifying, um, you know, designed fitness experiences as the most beneficial. You're you're classifying games that just happen to get you active as the ones that are 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 really. Uh, formidable for their fitness benefit. Another one that's a standout is Gorilla Tag. Oh, Gorilla yeah. Tag, for for sure, I, I've spoken about this before at length, but they have around three hundred thousand daily active users recorded. And I think what um, what what's so cool about that is just you 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 just sign up. It's free to download, and I think all of the revenue is made from in in world virtual goods, which is another thing that I think. Um, Ready Player Me is leaning into quite heavily with its potential NFT marketplace. So, uh, you know, that's another reason why we partnered with Ready Player Me, of course, at YUR. It's a really nice bridge to the next question that I have for you. Uh, so right now you're using Ready Player Me avatars in your mobile companion app. Uh, but do that's you have, correct. Yeah, but do you have any plans uh, when it comes to the integration for the future? Yeah. We're really focused on making great experiences as well as supporting the great developers that have trusted our data engineering uh, for this particular use case. Uh, so the focus for us is always going to be on fitness, right? Um, there have been many plays in the past that have dovetailed fitness in with either a virtual character or, or an avatar. And I really think that the execution hasn't, hasn't been great on this topic uh, in, in previous incarnations, but being the sort of, this sort of connective layer for the metaverse to this uh, very feature rich group of fitness devices here at Euro makes possible, uh, you know, a great deal with the Ready Player Me avatars. And I think our close relationship with, with Wolf 3D will, will yield some novel insights into how we might be able to adapt avatars based on uh, certain structures that we've already put together, such as XP. Let me break that down. When you're working out in any environment, whether it's going for a walk or run or biking outside or lifting weights, or you're in a VR headset and you're playing a virtual reality game, maybe it's the, the Star Wars one that you mentioned. If you have YUR tracking you uh, through either a wearable or our built-in SDK, uh, it is possible for you to generate XP. And XP is predicated on heart rate for balance purposes. Um, that way, you know, if you have different biometrics than me, we can still be compared together. And what makes this system great is that it's balanced. So um, ultimately, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, somebody, despite spending much less time working out uh, in general, is able to sort of you know, garner a lot more XP than somebody else. 
Um, and, and that makes us sort of a, uh, able to great, a greatly design a system where, wherein unlockables are achievable with, with avatars and, and so forth. And we're really happy that the, on the back end, um, ready player me takes care of so many of the nitty gritty issues, whether that's, um, retopologizing or IK, uh, related driving of the avatar and all of these topics that really require a full engineering team in and of themselves. Um, and so I think, you know, to answer your question more directly, yes, we'll use um, Ready Player Me's profile images, um, at least at first on mobile, but I think it's possible for us to have fitness connected uh, unlockables for the avatars, um, definitely downstream. Yeah, and on the Ready Player Me side, we are of course working on options that will allow you, allow you and other partners to do similar kind of integrations uh, where users will be able to unlock assets. So I think it's definitely worth uh, waiting for that and see uh, how the integration is going to work for you. Um, and as for why you are itself, uh, can you tell us about any features that you're planning to add, uh, both for users and for developers using the platform? Yeah. So um, I, I have a friend named Cooper uh, in the in the crypto and Web three space, and he says uh, being first doesn't make you great, but being great makes you first. Um, I think it's, it's, it's important to underscore that YUR has had quite an interesting journey since that mod that we created. We generated potentially the first, you know, fitness integration for uh, gamers that were interested in, in getting into a VR headset. Um, and that, that included things like calorie burn, sure. But over time, despite sort of, um, you know, different roadblocks that have, have been thrown in our way, um, you know, whether that's uh, not being able to support specific parts of the Quest ecosystem or the co-founder exit or any of these other um, sort of roadblocks, um, we have effectively built out a suite of new data engineering um, for gesture recognition and quantification of different movements. Um, a revamped Twitch widget that's going live, as well as um, increasingly so uh, thinking about generative designs uh, for the virtual watch that's available in, um, in the SDK. And the possibilities therein suggest that over time, uh, we can have individuals customize exactly what metrics that they want to see in real time. And I think despite... Um, despite um, the, the developer needing to integrate the SDK for it to work on the Quest, um, we will essentially uh, make simple a lot of sort of quantification around fitness data um, that otherwise a developer of a, of a normal game probably would not want to take issue with um, just because the data engineering environment and setup uh, for just that feature requires quite significant uh, machine learning and sort of uh, of normalization uh, techniques um, that, that typically wouldn't be found inside of a studio. So, um, so to answer your question succinctly, just quantification of new movements mm -hmm. and more generated real-time fitness metrics. Right, awesome. And I, I, I want to say a little bit about why that's important as well. Um, if you listen to sort of the head of Apple Fitness Plus, uh, seeing metrics in real time does play a very important uh, and discernible role in motivation for anybody going through either a fitness class, but in this case, um, a game, right? And so for those those people who want to play a game, but really play it for the, the benefit of the fitness side, 
um, seeing those those metrics in real time can actually be a, a motivating uh, boost to the experience. Yeah, I can agree. And uh, you mentioned Apple just now, and I really like with Apple Watch that you can adjust the metrics that uh, it displays for you with a specific kind of workout. So for example, when you're cycling, you can adjust the metrics that it shows you on the watch. So I think having something like that in YUR would be also great. Uh, like for example, if you could adjust it based on an app that you're using, maybe one specific app um, offers you a little bit of a different workout. But yeah, I mean, that's just my uh, idea. It sounds great. Yeah, in the future of digital avatar expression is very clear and for us, our focus around the virtual watch uh, has always made sense instead of building out like Wolf 3D, um, like this this very immaculate system for creating an avatar. Uh, and why does the virtual watch make sense for us? Well, it's the touch point that people think about when they think of fitness data, right? And so I, I basically see Artifact uh, being acquired by Nike as a, also a crowning point, in, point of mention. That, that for the metaverse, um, while, while much of Artifact's work doesn't need to be viewed in VR, uh, for your, uh, it's the movement that the person's doing that's really of, a, of, of, a, of high importance, right? So I like that Nike is partnering with Roblox. I like that Nike is investing in digital uh, wearables. And I think that where your drives value in the case of, of the future is just actually providing some more like utility behind the digital asset and, and like the digital asset can look cool, but it can also have function too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's also where our, uh, our goals align here when it comes to regulatory me, how we want assets to be useful in the metaverse, not only just as customization options, but also to have way more, uh, utility. Um, Dylan, it was great chatting with you. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Um, also where can our listeners find you on the internet? Twitter is great. We are at your underscore fit or why you are underscore fit. And, uh, we're also at why you are dot chat. If you want to join our discord server, we are building basically a highly appealing set of fitness tools for discord servers like ours as well. So if you run a discord server yourself and you're thinking, how can I programmatically build health and fitness more into my communal uh, space, please feel free to reach out to me there. Um, and uh, you'll probably see my ready player me avatar as my profile picture on discord. So um, I'm super uh, overjoyed to be sort of partnering with, with all of you there at, at, at Wolf 3d. And um, it, what a, what an incredible year you've had growing from, from, uh, you know, just under 25 partners when I joined uh, with YUR to now over a thousand companies. Um, for the record, I, I just, uh, I, I love working with you guys. Thank you. I mean, we're also very excited about the integration with you guys. And yeah, I also can't wait to use my avatar. I mean, spoiler, I already used it in the test flight beta. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm very <laughs> happy about the public version too. And that's coming out very soon. Okay, uh, Dylan, thank you so much for the chat and yeah, hear you later. All right. That's it for this episode of Ready for the Metaverse. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast app. If you're looking for the show notes, head over to blog.readyplayer.me where you can also learn more about the Ready Player Me after platform. Until the next one.